BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where we're committed to keeping you aware of the world going on around you and hoping to make your fitness and nutrition journey a suck less. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. Um, And to wrap up our September series on risk versus reward, we needed to and wanted to talk about tracking your food and weighing your food. Uh, Obviously, it can be a really great tool, but it can also fuck you up. So let's go. And by the way, yes, I have to apologize for my voice for on this episode. It's a lot deeper than usual. I'm combating allergies. I think I'm getting a cold. So yeah, we we sometimes actually do have deeper voices if you're <laughs> when we're sick. Yep. Um, no, like weighing your food is super important. Uh, we recommend it. We talk about it a lot. We think that it is a, ne- a necessity in your fitness journey. However. Mm-hmm. Like with everything, there are two sides to every coin. So is it going to be something that that is okay for a while? And then like, you know, it just kind of balloons into something out of control. Then you know that you need to take a step back. We're going to talk about all of these things here in a hot minute. Um, But portion control is super fucking important, especially if you live in the same place that we do. Um, Portion control is eating the suggested size like the usda or the fda they all have different fucking all these agencies that regulate food and all that stuff they all have different recommendations but they're all pretty much the same so um you need to eat x amount of protein x amount of carbs x amount of fat per day like yeah however however you want to stack it that's fine but you have to fill those macros so portion control is really important because it helps drive home how much of whatever is actually in a serving Um, And there's a bunch of things that you can do to work on proper portion control. But today we're going to focus just on weighing your food for sake of simplicity. We can we can elaborate more on other things than we will at the end of the episode. But a serving of coffee creamer is not as big as you think it is, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's actually that and peanut butter. I think people what the actual serving is It's criminal and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Sour cream on a baked potato. That big wad that you put on there is like four servings. Yeah. Yep. And then again, sour cream even. <laughs> oh, so um, I know it is. <laughs> um, so learning portion control is pa- paramount, especially um, when you're when you're starting out on this journey. Um, I think it's a very useful tool to carry through on your whole entire journey. Just being aware of and knowing what these serving sizes and portions look like um, can help you know, make sure that you're not overeating. So there's a lot of data that says if you're offered a large portion size, you're probably going to eat it. And we did cover this uh, on a little bit more in depth on a previous episode. So go back and check that out. But don't don't do it. <laughs> don't like get, no. the, get the large portion size because you're you're going to eat it, like period. Um, portion distortion, and we've covered it before. It's a huge issue, especially here in the United States. 
Yeah, we so I had a conversation with one of my friends on Twitter the other day, and there was the discussion of how are Applebee's, Olive Garden, Chili's, and there was one more still Red Lobster still in business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, man, but they're all mid as fuck. Like the only exceptions to the rule are Puerto Rican Chili's and Puerto Rican Applebee's because fast food and fast casual for some reason over there just fucking slaps. It doesn't matter what you get. It's going to be the best version of any fast food you've ever eaten. But like, um, and we talked about that and it's like, I told them, I was like, dude, here's the thing about living in the U S people don't give a shit about the quality of food as long as they get a lot of it. Yeah. You can give them the most bland fucking garbage. And as long as they get five servings of it, they don't give a shit. Well, and I think that we've been conditioned to over time um, just to expect those larger portion sizes. Yes. So when something costs more money and you get less of it, we feel sometimes I think that we're being ripped off or something. Hell, I went to just for sake of I needed something really quick and I had very limited time and I didn't bring a lunch with me. I ran to Burger King and I ordered a medium meal. That shit is what a large was or an extra large was like five years ago. It's mm -hmm. astonishing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't eat all this. I don't want all this. <laughs> like, Do you remember the Biggie fries from old school Wendy's? Yeah. Dude, dude, you yeah. got like a fucking five pound bag of French fries when you would order your Biggie combo meal. Now that's a large. Yeah, now it's a large. You get a fucking 55 gallon drum of soda when you order a large combo. And it's like, damn, yeah. do I really need fucking 44 ounces of Coca-Cola right now? The answer is always no, right. but it's there. So you're going to drink it. And this herein lies the problem. <laughs> yeah and i think what i'm gonna do for one of the clips this week uh, while we're talking about this is go and grab pictures from legitimately five ten years ago and compare them to the sizes that they are now yes. because large or an extra large was a 32 ounce drink and now that's a medium uh -huh. a small is like 20 ounces that's yeah i remember crazy. when a small combo drink was eight ounces it was the mm -hmm. size of a kid's meal cup yep and now okay. it's just gargantuan just to put it in perspective for y'all not to shame anyone that's no. not what we're fucking here for okay. like we are all a product of our surroundings we do what we need to do to get by and we're not calling you out for any of that shit um but we are calling you out just to make you aware that that is a problem that we deal with in society if you mm -hmm. live in the u.s um so you know weighing your food is step one of setting the footing of your nutrition castle now you know that fucking giant elegant castle is going to take a while to build the scarlet keep however you need to start and you need to make sure that your footing is fucking solid because those turrets aren't going to stand if your fucking bricks on the bottom are garbage mm -hmm. so make sure that you're doing that repetition it's all about repetition you've heard the cliche you can't outrun your fork i fucking hate it but it's true like you have to eat with intention if you're going to be busting your ass in the gym Yep. If you want it to work the way that you want it to go, which we all want it to go the same way, which is fucking awesome. So you need to be eating to support that work. And that means that you need to be paying attention to how much of what you're eating. Yes, absolutely. So we're not saying eat less. Still eat your recommended daily amount of calories. Just weigh your food so that you know what a fucking portion size of hamburger looks like. Yep, exactly. And if you don't like weighing your food, that's totally fine. There are other options um, to gauge what the actual portion sizes are. And we're going to cover some of those later on in the episode. If you need recommendations on a food scale, we've got one on our Amazon Amazon storefront um, at meatheadtestkitchen.com. And we've got our favorite one up there. It's like 15 bucks. Yeah, it's like a fucking third party random brand you've never yeah. heard of, but it is solid. Yeah, I've had it for like six years. It is. Um, but also the thing about weighing your food is like, even if you don't like want to, here's what made weighing my food less of an obsession. 
weighing your food even isn't the most accurate caloric count. You're never going to truly know what the actual caloric count of a food is. I'm going to say that again. We have an idea of what the caloric count is based on studies and averages, but we do not know exactly how many calories are in that serving of ground beef that you're eating. So if you're obsessing over fucking measuring your calories, don't because it's not an exact science. It never will be an exact science and you're going to make yourself miserable. Yeah. A, th a thousand percent. Um, the other thing too, and I know that we we dove into this a little bit deeper on a previous episode, but like making sure that you're checking like those food labels and so mm -hmm. that you're aware just because you have a whole entire flatbread doesn't mean that that whole entire flatbread is the serving necessarily. You have to look at those food labels because sometimes it's half of what that is, half yes. of your wrap or whatever. One so, thing yeah. isn't necessarily a serving. Exactly. Yeah. And like my fitness pal, if you're using that too, you need to keep that in mind because you need to check that stuff. Not because they might accidentally be adding more food. You might not be counting enough food. Right. Um, yep. Like it can go, it can go both ways. So if you're tracking your food and it, if you're using like trifecta or live strong or my, it doesn't matter what you use, just make sure that the portion size on the app matches the portion size on the label and you're fucking good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we we're doing risk reward. So we're talking about why you should weigh your food. Why, what is the risk of tracking your food? And we all know what the risk is, but we're going to actually dig in and talk about it. So the number one risk of tracking your food is becoming obsessed and flirting with disordered eating. We don't want that. That is the last fucking thing any of us ever want you to do. If you're a true fitness professional, that is the last fucking thing you ever want someone to do. You, I don't ever want to be the reason someone has disordered eating. Ever. That means that I'm doing sh a shit job. That means that I'm really fucking bad at my job and I did not succeed at helping you find a healthy relationship with your food, with, with your food and with your body. Like, so you want to avoid disordered eating at all costs. And Sasha and I have been on one end and I've been on the other end. Like I used to eat my feelings. Sasha just wouldn't eat or she would, you know, obsess about what she would eat and then try to work it off. Like it can look, it can be a couple different things. Yep. Like you don't necessarily have to be starving yourself to have disordered eating. So like, again, we're not trying to call you out, but if the, this is hitting home for you. There might be a reason and it might be time to talk to a therapist or a doctor before you do anything before you work on your portion sizes. Yeah, you need yeah. to, that's a mental thing. Eating disorders are more mental than they are physical. You see the physical effects of them, but they are 100% upstairs. So you need to talk to a therapist and to a doctor. They need to work okay. together. You need to get that squared away before you even think about fucking with portion sizes. When Sadie brought this up as the topic for this week, I was like, actually, that's a really good point because... I actually recently had to stop weighing my food um, just because I was obsessing over it. Like yeah. I, I, I felt like I couldn't eat something unless I weighed it. And I don't, I don't like that because of my past and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like when I start to feel that way or, you know, I, I'm, I find myself obsessing about it or, or I can't think of anything else and I'm not actually enjoying the food. I'm worrying about the food. That's when I need to pull back and stop doing things. And this um, is why it's important to talk to a therapist because Sasha has done that. So she recognizes her own red flags of when she needs to be like, oh shit, this ain't working. Yep. And so now, you know, I, I've, I'm making mindful food choices, um, but I'm not if I do weigh anything, it's just to make sure that I still have a grasp of what my portion sizes look like. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to, again, like with fitness, I'm supposed to set you up for success. We are supposed to set you up for success. That's what our jobs are supposed to be, not to sell you snake oil and make you think that water is bad. Right. Um, but like it's 
it's like with a personal trainer. I would love to be your personal trainer forever, but the ultimate awesome feeling for me is to see you two or three years down the line feeling confident enough that you're like, yo, dude, I can fuck with this shit on my own. Yep. Awesome. Then go. If you want to keep paying me, of course, I'm going to be a big fan of that and I'm going to allow it and I'm going to fucking kick your ass in the gym. But if you are like, yo, baby bird's ready to leave the nest, fucking go. Yeah. Like the same thing applies to weighing your food. You come to a point where you realize that you just don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. Cause you already know, like, you know, like my favorite thing is when I will randomly weigh weigh something now and it's like fucking spot on. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's like anything else, you know, practice makes perfect. Again, here we are with the cliches. Like if you continue to do something, you're going to become a pro at that and you're going to be able to recognize how much a serving is or how much that portion size is. You're just going to know and eyeball it. Yeah, this is, I feel sometimes this is one of those exceptions to the rule. Practice makes perfect, because if you do weigh your food enough times, you will get really fucking good at nailing those quantities like muscle memory and repetition is an amazing thing. And it applies to everything in your life. Absolutely. (laughs) Including how you fucking dish your food. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like intuitive eating is what we ultimately want you to be able to do. And that's what we're going to spend like the rest of this talking about. Intuitive eating is like when your body says, hey, I'm hungry, you eat and you eat what makes sense. So when I say you eat what makes sense, you're eating, you know, well-rounded meals. You're eating whole foods. You're not just going and smashing an entire bag of Lay's Funyun flavored chips, which why are we need? Why are we flavoring chips after other chips? <laughs> I was onions, onions flavored onion Funyun rings. Dude, I was so confused after the Frito, the chili flavored Fritos potato chips. I'm like, why are we flavoring chips after other chips? They already exist. Go buy them. Like what the, you can't make a potato chip taste like a fucking corn chip. I'm sorry. It's not possible. No, it's not. It's not possible. (laughs) Do something different. Ah! I came up in a meeting the other day and I'd seen a video on it and I like nailed the, like the full label of it and like Gorman just busted out laughing and i was like i gotta post this on twitter Dude, <laughs> it's funny funyuns oh funyun story so one of my favorite stories. i hear funyuns i think of my friend satan so phil got a new car and they were road tripping and satan was eating funyuns and he goes hey phil do you want to want a funyun and he went like that and the whole fucking bag of funyuns went all over <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that sucks so you say the word funyuns and i giggle because i think of satan spilling fucking onion flavored rings all over <laughs> phil's car I will say if I'm going to eat chips, I don't eat chips very often. I don't either. But when I do, it's tortilla chips or Funyuns. Ooh, tortilla chips are always a banger. I like sour cream and cheese. Ruffles are my my kryptonite. But anyway, intuitive eating. So don't eat a whole bag of potato chips because you're stoned after three edibles. Like have some fruit around the house. Make sure you've got lunch meat to make a fucking sandwich. Like intuitive eating is not a fuck it button. Let me reiterate that. Intuitive eating is not a fuck it button. You don't get full license to do all of that fucking work that you put in learning how to weigh your food and portion control and tracking and all of that useful shit. You still will need it because there are going to come times where you're like, oh, I don't necessarily like how that's looking right now. I might need to dial in my protein intake a little bit because I'm not building as much muscle as I want to in my ass or, you know, whatever. Um, But it's not an excuse to just say, fuck it, we're going live and just ax everything you just worked with. So you're you're still going to eat with intention to hit your goals, but you're a little more loose with your portion guidelines. Yeah, for sure. And there are like 10 basic goals of intuitive eating. Reject the diet mentality. So like, you don't need to be on a fucking diet. You don't, you know, the, the 30 day fucking fix shit. Like 
that gets out of your head. I will Jersey Shore fist pump right. to that shit all day. <laughs> you're honoring your hunger. You're recognizing that you are hungry and then you're going to go eat something with intention. Eat your you're, food. You're making peace with your food. It's not a punishment and it doesn't give you, it's not a punishment and it doesn't need to be worked off. Yeah. Um, challenge the food police. Fuck yeah. Challenge the mm. food police. So I bet there's the means, soda next to that salad you ordered at Chick-fil-A. Exactly. Exactly. There aren't good and bad foods. It's just food. Maybe something is more nutritionally dense than something else, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. And guess what? If you ate those fucking waffle fries, you honored your hunger. Good for you. You listened to your body. Exactly. If you, you have a craving, it's better to have a small bit of that thing versus ignoring it and then going and eating a bunch of other stuff that isn't going to satiate that craving. Yep. Just eat the fucking have a fucking brownie calories and brownies. Eat the brownies. Yep. A thousand percent. Just don't because, have a soda later or don't drink a beer. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, discover the satisfaction factor. So knowing when you're full. Um, so I link this article down in, in the show notes, but just to further expand on this, the Japanese have the wisdom to keep pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living. In our compulsion to comply with diet culture, we often overlook one of the most basic gifts of existence, the pleasure and satisfaction that can be found in the eating experience. Food That's coma. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, eat, eat good food if you want yeah. to. Like, uh, diet culture Uh, feel your fullness like a lot of times i think like eating with intent gets overlooked in what that actually means like you don't have to wolf down your food like you can actually and sit and enjoy your food chances are you're you're gonna have less propensity to overeat if you just slow down and enjoy the experience of eating your food and there is science to back that that says if you eat too fast, your stomach doesn't recognize that it's not hungry anymore. Um, so if you eat food too fast and then you get a ripping stomach ache after dinner, it's because you ate too much. You need yep. to slow down. Yep. Um, cope with your emotions with kindness. Um, and just to further elaborate on that, hello, it's Friday. In order to honor your fullness, you need to trust that you will give yourself the foods that you desire. Listening for the body signals that tell you that you're no longer hungry. Oh, that's feel your fullness. What the fuck? (laughs) Anyway, coping with your emotions with kindness. First recognize that food restriction, both physically and mentally, can in and of itself trigger loss of control, which can feel like emotional eating. So find a way to comfort, nurture, and distract and resolve your issues that don't necessarily have to center around food. So anxiety, loneliness, boredom, and anger are emotions that all everyone's going to go through that, right? Yes. yes. And each of them has its own trigger. Yes. And its own appeasement. Food isn't going to fix any of that. No. Um, And like, it's also very important to realize that when you do the all or nothing mentality, it's very easy to talk yourself out of things. Mm -hmm. So this is why we like to avoid the you can't do this rule. Like Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't buy into that bullshit. We are not. Yeah. We've got lots of people that we're quasi famous on TikTok, but we're not those kind of fucking people. Like if you're just coming into the podcast for the first time, hello, welcome. I'm an ISSA certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. I'm not a registered dietitian. There is a difference. I have not taken a state board exam or gone to college for it, but I am allowed to help you change your habits around food and Mm -hmm. live a healthier lifestyle. So if you are, again, if you're dealing with any sort of, any sort of baggage around food, Therapist, registered dietitian, doctor. Do yes. not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. 
Like there is full stop. You need to go talk to them before you move on with any of this because you need to get your mental game in check. It's going to be hard. You're going to want stuff and you're going to try to have this all or nothing mentality because it's just ingrained in us that certain things we think are bad because people have reinforced it falsely, but they've reinforced it in us for so fucking long. So like you need to know that you're going to fail and you need to be okay with that. Like you need to know that some days it's going to fucking suck and you need to be okay with that. Yep. Like, and that leads in really well. Yeah. Yeah. That leads really well into the eighth one on the list, which is respecting your body, accepting that your meat suit is yours. You're the only person who has it. It's only yours. It's unique to you. And nobody's um, is absolutely 100% perfect. Exactly. Um, and just as a person with a size eight shoe would not expect to realistically put their foot into a size six, it's yeah. equally uncomfortable to have a similar expectation about body size. Um, yeah. Respecting your body can also help you feel better about who you are. Um, it's hard to reject the diet mentality if you're unrealistic and overly critical of your body size or shape. Yeah. Like everybody so has dignity. And everybody does. Yes. And everybody is, so we all have the same components, but our schematic is a little bit different. So like someone, I was always jealous of my friend in high school. She has an awesome ass. She's always had an amazing ass. Like she's had the hips from the gods for our entire lives. And like, here I am. And I'm like, I want an ass. Why don't I have an ass? Well, it's because I haven't been able to squat because I had to have knee surgery. But like, again, like you have to remember that, yeah, some people are born with really good genetics. But even then, those people that you think are fucking perfect still aren't perfect. And if they are, they probably had help surgically. Yeah. And that's fine. Do that for you. We're not going to say don't do that. But also don't let the societal pressure of having to be as Especially talking to the femmes here. I'm really, I'm really talking to our femmes here. Don't let the men folk fucking socially pressure you into feeling like you have to look different because they want you to. Yeah, no. We, we, we are for ourselves out here, okay? Yes. We I'm live our lives for, for us. us. Um, so there's only two left on this on this list, but movement, feeling the difference. Um, forget malignant exercise. Just get okay. active and feel the difference. And then ten, honor your health with gentle, gentle nutrition, making food choices that honor the health journey that you're on. Like we said earlier, your body is a temple, but sometimes that temple needs fucking tacos and tequila and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Balance is important. Yes. And this is the ultimate goal. You want to learn how to do this shit for life. And we want you to learn how to do this shit for life so much so that we made a fucking podcast about it. That's how much we want to be able to help people figure this shit out because we figured it out and it changed a lot of shit for the good for us. And we want you to be able to feel the same. So practice up with your scale. Test your portion guessing from time to time. You'll be an ace at figuring out how much rice is on your plate in no time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, again, it can go off feel. It can go off look. It can go off. You know, you're just going to know. It's going to yeah. be second nature to you. But it does take practice. Um, it can. So the negatives, again, um, it can interfere with your easy daily stuff like going out for lunch. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to weigh your Chipotle out at the table, maybe use a hand measure method for those days. Yeah. Um, there's other things that you can do, too. I mean, good rule of thumb, um, especially with like we were saying, portion sizes in America are gigantic. You can always always have your meals, like yes. half them, and then save the rest for later or lunch the next day. And I mentioned Chipotle for this exact reason, because that's one of my favorite things to get for lunch and then have it for a snack in between lunch and dinner, because it's definitely not like one serving of Chipotle is depending on how high you stack it, two to three servings of food for, for a person. Yeah. 
Well, and if you're if you're working really hard, if you're fucking, you know, if you're an NFL athlete, that's fine. Yeah. Eat it. Go. That's us serving yeah. food for you. You eat yeah. 3,500 calories a day because you're a brick shit house. <laughs> right. Um, but the other thing too, and I've we talked about this on the other episode, and we talked quite a bit about just like portion sizes and things like that. But uh in America specifically, your portion sizes are huge. And even if they are offering you nutrition, I think everybody has to now, every restaurant has to provide nutritional information. Even though they're providing that nutritional information, their portion sizes are probably still larger than what they're putting on there. Mm-hmm. That's general guidelines. If they were if they were weighing out everything every single time, and I guarantee you they're probably not, no. I usually will add an additional 25% of total caloric value on top of whatever for that whole meal. I worked in the food prep side of food service, so I had to weigh everything. Everything was measured and everything was weighed because we were doing mass scale stuff. But like if you're going to a restaurant, KFC is not weighing out how much potatoes they're putting in that fucking thing. They're not taking a tablespoon into the gravy dipper. They're fucking just like you're getting brown on your potatoes and it's however fucking much the person that's working that day wants to put on it. Exactly. And it's and again, remember, it's fast casual or they're trying to get your food to you quickly they don't have time to fucking sit and count out 25 french fries like you want it good fast or cheap you get two. (laughs) (laughs) exactly but just being aware of and mindful of that stuff go have that stuff yeah eat it i'm not saying don't eat it we love some of that shit accommodate for yourself if you're going to be tracking it you got to add a little bit more on top of that yeah we usually put 0.5 extra servings on there so if you're having what they say is a survey like you get a serving one and a half just to be safe again because it's not an exact science but you want to err on the side of oh i i don't have enough calories left versus oh i ate 600 too many you know another thing that you can do um too just overall calories like how much how like take your seven day total of how many calories you can have in a week or can i shouldn't say can or can't you know what I'm saying your here. Calculated numbers. Your calculated uh, calories for the week. And if you want to go out a couple nights a week, take away a little bit on the days that you didn't go out to eat. You it's know what I would do? all rolling average. I would eat. So we used to do a lot of old Chicago late night happy hour because everything was half off. Yeah. Um, buffalo chicken rolls are fucking life. They are one of my favorite fast casual things ever. Yeah. So crunch on them. Oh. So oh, good. Melted crunchy cheese. Yes. Oh, and the hot god damn it now i want old chicago i'm gonna have to make buffalo <laughs> one this is why you learn how to dupe your own fast food at home because you can make it your own way how you like it it's cheaper and you know everything that fucking goes into it but two if you're gonna go get the buffalo rolls from old chicago i used to just make myself a a, a deal like okay i'm gonna go have these i want them they're delicious i'm gonna enjoy them i'm just not gonna have soda for dinner because i'm gonna be eating fucking buffalo rolls and then i'd get like a side salad that's what that's you do. Perfect. And you then that's a well-rounded meal. Anything. Yeah. You just have to fuck around with like your side dishes and your drinks. You can still get that crispy chicken sandwich if you want it. Have it. Enjoy it. Savor it. Yeah. Life's short. Eat food you that should, tastes good. You should be enjoying your food. <laughs> but also don't fall off the deep end and lose all track of what you're trying to do with your, your fitness exactly. and nutrition journey. Because again... All of these things are building that castle for you to stand up at the top in five years and be like, look at the shit I did, bitches. Yeah. I built this. Like, yes. So you need to be on solid footing so that you're not standing in a pile of rubble in two months. Mm-hmm. And learning how to eat out 
learning how to eat out. Yeah. <laughs> uh Learning how to eat out uh, is important in more ways than one in life. It sure is. But, um, if, if you learn how to go out to eat and order things that still satisfy your cravings while also not sabotaging yourself, you're so fucking set. That is like one of the hardest things about having nutrition and fitness goals and being a social human at the same time. So if you can master that, the sooner you do, the better you are because you lose all of that, like that feeling that, oh, well, I have to do this. No, just tell them like, hey, I'm going to order a side salad tonight. I'm going to drink tea. I don't need any beers tonight, please. Like I'm I, tonight's one of my nights where I got to keep it in check. Like that's all you have to say. It, and if they don't like it, then find new friends. Yeah, they're not, not respecting your wishes or your boundaries, and that's a problem. Exactly. Um, I think too. I used to, gosh, I'm like having flashbacks of of where I was headed um, with weighing my food. But I had gotten to the point where I was going to bring. I bought a tiny, compactable food scale. Did you buy a weed scale? Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, I was going to bring that with me to every restaurant I went to to make it. It got out of hand. Like go yeah, yeah. food if you want to have a more nutritionally dense option, get grilled chicken, you know, like have the side salad as your side. Don't bring a weed scale to the restaurant with you. <laughs> they're, so cool. they're like they're like this big. Yeah. I, I bought one of those. That's a weed scale. Okay. Well <laughs> more more uh, meathead test kitchen adventures of Sasha being naive. Technically, technically it's not a weed scale, but it's a weed scale. <laughs> God, I'm naive. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in the hood with my hood friends. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Oh uh, yeah. You don't need to bring uh, a food scale with you to a oh, restaurant. Sasha's weed scale. <laughs> I don't know where it is now. I think it's in a drawer somewhere. I hope it winds up in your office. <laughs> I'm going to bring it to work. Here, put your business card holder on it. <laughs> Just so you can have a laugh every time you come in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, we're, we're mature adults. We probably we are. <laughs> if weighing and tracking does not work for you or stops working for you in a healthy way, you have other options too. Yeah, your life is not over. Everything isn't terrible. You're not done. You're no. just fucking tired. You're truly fucking tired of weighing your food and it happens. Yes, you can use the hand measure method. Um, palm size protein, fist size serving of vegetables, a cupped hand serving of carbs, and a serving of fats is about the size of the, your thumb. Yep. And that's going to be... So here's the cool thing about this is everyone's hand size is kind of dependent on how big they are, like how tall they are stature wise. So like if you think about someone that's six foot seven, their palm size portion of protein is going to be far bigger than my baby hand palm size portion of protein of 5'10". Like, and that's by design. And that's why that's why we love this. If you don't want to weigh your food, that's okay. You still have other, there are other avenues for you to reach the end goal. And one of those is the hand, the hand, like the hand method. Um, yeah. I put a precision nutrition article. It's a PDF file. It's called hand portion guide. It'll be in the show notes. We hit testkitchen.com, but it gives you the full rundown and far more explanation than we're going to do right now, because we're not going to have an hour long episode about how to explain how to hand measure your food, but it's really good. It works for everybody because it's dependent on your individual setup which is yep. honestly what we all try to do. Why do we hate diet culture? Because it's a cookie cutter solution to fucking solving everyone's problems. And that's not possible because we're all different. 
Yeah, a thousand percent. Everybody needs to have something that is slightly in some capacity custom tailored to themselves when it comes to your fitness and nutrition, because you are not me. You are not Sasha. Like Sasha and I are very much built similar, but we also are very different. Like we we have different looking movement patterns. We have different looking like everything. So don't don't think just because it's working for the person that you see online. Again, don't think because it's working for someone you see online that it will work for you. You're not them. Just know that going in and not saying that you can't do it. Just know that you might not look exactly like them and that's okay. Right. Yeah. It's, and also again, just to reiterate, practice makes perfect. Yes. Like legitimately. Like in portion sizes, this is very true. It, it's a thousand percent. Um, And you, you just, it becomes intuitive to you after a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. Again, if you it are really feeling, is second nature, it, like legit. Um, If you are feeling like you are, having some issues mentally with this at all at any point again to reiterate make sure that you're reaching out to a therapist make sure you're reaching out to your doctor make sure that you're reaching out to a registered dietitian if you need help finding those resources please email us we can point you in the right direction hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com um yeah there's so you can do the hand method you can also use household objects to estimate your portion sizes of your food so like fruits and veggies are about the size of a baseball or a tennis ball um, a serving of carbs is going to be about the size of a hockey puck. A protein is going to be about the size of a deck of cards. And the f- size of a fat serving is about the size of a dice. Yeah. Um, I always throws me off. And, and it's just because I, I'm like protein queen over here. Um, but like the, the deck of cards is four ounces mm-hmm. of meat. Like I'm like, no, nah, give me two. <laughs> I want more. I, I'm definitely an eight to 12 ounce portion of protein person. Um, me too. That's that's just my personal just preference. Like, yeah, I don't favorite. eat I don't eat protein at every meal, but when I do eat protein, I make sure that I am eating plenty. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially as someone that has fought anemia, when I try to be vegetarian, if you're wondering, that's why I'm an omnivore. Not that it's anybody's fucking business, but again, everyone's different. I've tried to be vegan. I've tried to be vegetarian. My body said, "No, nah, dude, we're not fucking doing that," and I had to listen because yep. otherwise, I wouldn't have hair. My skin would look like shit. My bones would be brittle, and I'd be miserable. Yep. Did it suck that I don't get to do the morally good thing that I want to do, which isn't eating animals? Yes, it did. It was a very fucking difficult decision to come to, but I realized that it just doesn't work for me. And does that make me a dick? No. You have to fucking listen to your physiology. If your body says, do not do this, don't do it. Don't do it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, We talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, And BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, You can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to, 
um, and talk through some things. It's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com. That's H-E-L-P slash M-T-K. Um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash M-T-K. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash M-T-K, and get 10% off of your first month today. Um, if you guys want us to continue on or do another series of risk versus reward, please send in your suggestions to hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com, or you can slide into our DMs. We're at Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere, except for Twitter. We're at MTK staff. Yes. Um... Buy some stuff. <laughs> Our merch specifically. <laughs> Shop not heard at media.com. Buy all uh, shit. It pays all bills. Yes. <laughs> um, we also have some programming at Meathead Athletics. Um, if you're interested, there's a intro, novice, advanced. We and have coming soon. Moon. I'm finishing up the uh, running training program. Yes. It's going to um, be momentum. It's going to be awesome. Very excited. We, I hopefully beginning of October ish um, will be completed and all designed and able to go out. I just got some new fucking running shoes. So I'm like, now I'm like super jacked. Um, <laughs> um, and then I believe our friend Sadie here has some openings as well for personal training and nutrition. I do. Uh, you can find those at meatheadathletics.com. I have a couple openings for personal training clients. I did add some more to my roster. So if you want to get in on that, please do meatheadathletics.com and you click on our services. I have that. I have nutrition coaching. Um, yeah, we've got templates. So fucking get strong, yo. Hell What's, stopping? Yeah. What's stopping you? Nothing. You. Yourself. <laughs> I mean, there might be other things. That's a rhetorical question. If you have other answers to that, you're swearing at me right now because I'm coming off as a know-it-all bitch. That was not my purpose. But I'm just saying, you can do the thing. You can do hard shit. Hey, be fucking nice to yes, people. Please. And be nice to yourself. There. We love you. Be good. MTK. Avoid the bookings. MTK out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.